but it's all a lie, it ain't worth your life Lie to me anyway just a little bit longer The wool on my eyes is soft And I know the way it stings when it gets pulled off Could kamikaze the carbon copy I vibe with often If truth is what we doing, we could ruin a good thing By which I mean a lucrative influence of new thing A spilling liquor all over the name brand new thing A do lines off your titties while we in full view thing Do you really think you might still like me at night When the lights are off and ain't no party people in sight When the life is not for public consumption My eyes without the contacts and the same color as my skin Can we love black when the world don't can the mirror look back when i know i won't see the filter the fame of the drug haze of the chains i broke just to change my name and hang myself with cuban links <laughs> yeah i think not i prefer my drink on rocks my rock bottom still rock red bottom so do not talk your cock blocking my thought blocking and that ain't hot i ain't really trying to see what the game has made me just let me pretend that this me was always the same me i burn my history when i blaze they praise me because they all really love me when me go crazy what? Hey guys, and welcome back to Noah's Corner Podcast. Hopefully the quality is all right for you guys. We are using a microphone this week because Nellie's always super quiet. <laughs> Sorry. And it, no, it's not your fault. It's my laptop's fault. Yeah, blame your laptop, not me. No, I do blame my laptop because I can't even watch like videos on it without it being too quiet. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> well, not good in that sense. Yeah, no, I know what you meant. So, as we discussed last week, we are talking about parasocial relationships this week. And you don't know what that is. I have the definition. I have two different. Um, I have two different uh, definitions. So, if you know the person, um, it is a relationship that is either platonic or romantic typically romantic but again it can be platonic that is one-sided where one party is putting in the effort and the other is not so looking at you rebecca haycock um (laughs) full name drop (laughs) and yeah and the other definition is parasocial relationships are one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy interest and time and the other party or persona is completely unaware of the other's existence parasocial relationships are most common with celebrities organizations such as sports teams or television stars yes good definition i I just got so everything i have here is from either google or whatever but I do have a few articles and the Wikipedia page pulled up uh, as well, so we're we're deep diving into this. Yes. So, if it's okay, I would like to just give them the little snippets that I got from Google just straight from the, like... Yeah, of course. So, this is just little bits and pieces about it. So, excessive parasocial uh, bonding might indicate a tendency to replace real-life connections with fictional ones. Um, Where was I? It's calling me out. (laughs) It is. Um, With hindering personal growth and real or emotional fulfillment. It is imperative to recognize when these connections are encroaching upon our ability to build meaningful connections with people we know. Um, And then there's, there's a few more that I have. Um... And then we're going to 
really deep dive into this. Yes. So the notion of parasocial breakup, uh, this is from PSB Cohen 2003, uh, describes a situation where a character with whom a viewer has developed a parasocial relationship with goes off the air. This may happen because a show ends, because a character is taken off the show, or because something happens to the actor or actress who plays the character. And then the most common population groups that develop parasocial relationships are teenagers and young adolescents. These relationships also happen with people who feel lonely or a lack of self-esteem. It is also possible for adults to develop parasocial relationships, although it is much less common than in younger pop or populations. And then um, here's another uh, little definition. Parasocial relationship are a non-reciprocal connection often between a fan and celebrity where one party invests time and emotional energy through repeated contact. And that those are just the little blurbs that I have. And yeah, there, there's also like our friend Emily helped me do some research for this. Yay, Emily! Because I was at a concert all day. Um... Yeah, hang on. I gotta text my sister real quick. She just texted and I have to tell her I can't talk because I'm on the podcast. <laughs> so, there was a really good... Um, uh, there's a really good part in, uh, in an article on Teen Vogue. Because I think we should talk about the Mandy thing first. Because yes. that is the largest chunk that we have to talk about. So... Um, it's and it, it kind of embodies um how it was with Mandy and I and like you know so um let me just find it again so musicians and other celebrities also can benefit from this bond forging a connection with their fan base that doesn't just help them in the charts or with increasing their audience but that boosts their own moods people like to be liked and celebrities are no different like that is facts while the interactions necessary to keep the parasocial relationship going are genuinely one-sided artists influencers and other celebrities can actually play a part in it and this is what caught my attention because like Mandy did this. Um so reading and they, this is how they can play a part in it. Reading comments aloud on lives, thanking fans for gifts, reminding fans to wear masks and stay safe, asking or, or asking for or giving advice on social media, and remembering fans from repeat appearances at intimate in-person events. And that just sums up man the way Mandy was with me right there. Yeah. And so that is why I kept this article up was because I wanted to read that. Yeah. Because that describes Mandy, the parasocial relationship between me and Mandy, perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I think that, in a way, a lot of celebrities do somehow connect the dots that this fan has a parasocial relationship with me, I'm gonna start talking to them because I can take advantage of them this way. Yeah. 
and it's really important to know or to realize that that's what's going on because some celebrities like when they start parasocial they don't plan on taking advantage of their fans like depends on the celebrity and that's how like when they do plan on taking advantage of the fans and use them that way that's how they get toxic really fast yeah so like not all so not all celebrities will take advantage of those with parasocial relationships to them because again most celebrities don't even know you exist right and like it it it, it sounds harsh but that's the truth like most celebrities don't know um who you are they don't know you exist but you have these emotions towards them and you're like, oh my god, yeah, I know when your or your birthday is. I know the name of your whatever, your pet, your cat, your dog, whatever. I know the name. I know your husband's name. Exactly. Like you, hang on. I need to turn up the. I need to turn up the volume on this. I think. I think I just turned it up. I hope I didn't just turn it down, because uh, that would suck. Or turn on. Did I turn on the? E- no. Yeah, I turned up the volume. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Um, at least, yeah, because Echo is off. So, yeah, we should be good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) sorry. Noah trying to figure out microphones. (laughs) But, so, um, I think that, like, with Colleen Ballinger, for example, she took advantage of all of those parasocial relationships. Definitely. Like, she for sure took advantage of Adam McIntyre, who was a fan and was an active fan. Um, Absolutely. And I feel like... Now, obviously, Mandy did not go to the extent that Colleen Ballinger did. Oh, yeah, no. But she still took advantage of a lot of the people's parasocial relationships I at least yeah. in my opinion like she she definitely offered advice and like while I'm grateful I feel like sometimes it, it did cross it did cross boundaries yeah she could have done so much better um and yeah so I want to give you a chance to talk about some of the points that you've come up with before we get... Because okay. one of the things that we are going to get into are DMs between me and Mandy from 2018. And I need a breather before I deep dive into that because it is okay. it is a very sensitive topic. I haven't looked at these in years. So, yeah, I'm kind of worried about that. I do just remember that Mandy uh, accidentally, actually, I don't know if it was an accident or if she's just that stupid, but she used the wrong your. Well, it's Mandy. She's stupid, of course. She's <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I Nelly, guess I you can have the floor. Talk about, um, so, as a fan, my parasocial relationships haven't been bad. Cause Lies. At least, like, I was the lucky one because the celebrities I've had parasocial relationships with, there's been boundaries, I guess. I don't know. Even though they didn't tell me, like, the celebrities didn't cross the boundaries. So I can first say a parasocial relationship that happened today. Oh my god. 
I went to see seven-year-old me's celebrity crush, Ross Lynch, in a concert with his driver, Arabin. And he pointed at me and smiled at me and looked at me and made eye contact with me a lot. And it was healthy. Well, We're both yeah. Adults. There was also a line. He didn't cross it. We were good. Okay, now I have my list. <laughs> okay. So the first one, first parasocial relationship was with a lady named Lena Klingman. She was in the original cast of Waitress on Broadway, playing Dawn. And she was doing a story takeover on someone's account, and I responded to her, like, story asking her a question. And she responded to me, and then, like, little 11, 12 year old me was like, oh my gosh, she was fine, and she cares about me. And so, like, I started dedicating chapters and fanfic to her, and I would be, like, tagging her on stuff. And then just one day I just stopped doing that, but I don't know. She never was really toxic back. Good. Yeah. And, then and like, next, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can go ahead. So, I've had a like a couple similar things. Like, a lot of, in the beginning, because I didn't get Instagram until I was like seventeen. And also, um, that with Lena. Sorry, but like that with Lena, it's also happened with like Jennifer Geller, Carly Bettle, mm-hmm. Robbie. A bunch of people where we just like had like little exchanges and I yeah. was like really excited that they noticed me and then become like a huge fan of them. Um so, yeah. For me it was more like so most of my parasocial relationships in the beginning started on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. Christina Cox. She would respond to like almost all of I my tweets. On Instagram. She like Christina responded to a lot of my tweets. She was very active, maybe a little too active, but she was always super sweet, and I don't think she ever crossed any boundaries. Like, yeah. um, at one point, she was like, and high five to your four moms, and that was, like, the the most, like, I guess, intimate, in quotes, thing that she ever said, or, like, responded with, yeah. which isn't really crossing a line, because I make, I make it very common knowledge that I have four moms, because uh, it comes as no surprise... I'm proud to say I have four moms. I love my mothers, yeah. I, all of them. But, like... And same with, like, the Blood Ties cast. They would like my posts. They would occasionally respond. But it was never anything negative, And it never crossed any boundaries. Which I am so freaking grateful for. I know, um, it's great when celebrities and like boundaries and same with ebron r stanley and joanna alexis jones and you know and i those are two that we nelly and i both have in common mm-hmm. yeah and i was gonna joanna was the next one on my list <laughs> i yeah, so then it was yeah so nelly and i can both speak on joanna but if you want to go first and then i'll go after okay so when i'm sad to admit it but when i joanna was first casted i had like a thing where I was like I don't really like her because she's replacing the other Peggy's but then I saw on someone's story that like a clip of her saying you say no to this I'm like oh my gosh she's my favorite now and so I reached out to her and like I posted on my story like um on New Year's because she was in Florida and I was like oh my gosh my favorite Peggy Morales and same state as me and she responded and then I talked to her for like an hour straight and I was like oh my god I love her and, like, we've talked 
on and off and like I used to be really obsessed with her but like we don't really talk that much anymore but she definitely knew where the line was and yeah so um i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna piggyback off that because joanna um i became a fan of joanna i think it was very shortly after nelly and i started talking um and um at the time i was like 17 and um i she she did not cross any lines with me at that point like she had a firm line we both had firm lines of like what was how often we would even message but now that I'm an adult I I I have a fan account for her and she follows me but she also we also talk and she's very she like I I apologize all the time um I like to I have this running joke that um there's one thing in common with people with anxiety and Canadians. We're always apologizing. Um, <laughs> and I always apologize to Joanna. I'm like, I am so sorry. I have not had the mental energy to like make a post or I'll let her know when I'm taking Instagram breaks or whatever. And like, I, I can't say what she told me, but she told me something that, you know, most actresses or celebrities would not tell you. Yeah. Um, Again, it is not my place to uh, to say what she told oh, yeah, me, I know what you're about. but um, yeah, and so I've told her things that I I would tell friends only, and you know, but we both, but she started that to be honest, and like we've kind of become friendly. I I don't know if we would I would say like we're friends, but I don't think either of us really see each other as better than the other if that makes sense at this point because of how often we talk at this point so it went from being like a parasocial relationship to an actual like friendship. almost friendship right yeah. but we both have boundaries exactly. and i understand that we both have boundaries so i'm pretty careful about what i say when i do talk to her because again i'm not her i'm not in her head so i don't know exactly how she sees us talking but like yeah. so i'm extra careful especially because of the whole mandy thing and how that ended up going down and so i would say it still is technically a parasocial relationship but it's not as but it's like a borderline parasocial it's like right on the line at this point, I think. I I don't know if you want to add anything about what I just said, because, like, you might have a different opinion. Um, yeah. But I think it's, like, on the border at this point. It could go either way. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Okay, so next is Everett. Which is, like, similar to Joanna, but the way you are with Joanna is me with Everett. Yeah. And so, Everett and I have been really close since I was 13. And he's told the entire cast of Hamilton Chicago about me and my old friend Audrey. He's done a lot for me. He's sent me playbills. He's done a lot of things for me. But Everett knows, like, 
back then I was a minor, and Edward knew never to cross that line, and he never did, and I'm so grateful for him. Yeah, and again, like Nellie said, I'm... Ebron is Nellie's Joanna. Yeah, Ebron's my Joanna. Um, And, like, that's not to say I'm not a fan of Ebron. Just, like, it's, like, Nellie's not saying that she's not a fan of Joanna. Yes, exactly. It's just, I'm more of a Joanna fan and she's more of a Ebron fan. Exactly, yeah. Back in the day, I was more of a Joanna fan. Yeah. But, um, I, I hate to say it. But sometimes I forget Ebron exists until I, I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see his post and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about you. <laughs> Object permanence is real. Yes. I guess the next person I can talk about is Renee. Oh my god. I, I, I've talked about this so much, but like, she did not know I existed before she followed me on TikTok. Well, she don't. She knew I did, and I'll talk about that a little bit. Okay, so. <laughs> Spicy I, lizard dyke. I used to have an ex-friend. No one knows about this ex-friend. Uh, yes, I do. They went by many names. They were my Becky. Anyways, so, they went to see Renee in concert in Houston, and I woke up in the middle of the night to a video they sent me of Renee saying she loved me, that she wants to meet me sometime, work, and she said that she was hoping I was doing okay in the storm because a hurricane had just come past Florida. So I was livid because we all knew how I used to be obsessed with Renee. And then in December, Renee liked my tweet. And then in January, Renee retweeted a project I had made for her birthday and said that she was in love and she was so filled with joy and love from what I gave her. And then from then on, I was kind of friendly with her and her niece, Kayla. And She was supposed to, Kayla was supposed to come on the podcast. She never did. She flaked. (laughs) Speaking of which, I have an idea and I'm going to tell you about it later. Anyways, so flash forward to 2020 and to the um, pandemic and it was August of 2020 and I was in the middle of watching the Hamilton movie and I go on TikTok and Renee followed me so and then so after that Renee and I like exchanged like had some exchanges and she liked myself and stuff like that she followed a fan account I made specifically for her birthday and after I joined the Lizzie fandom, I've, I've gotten noticed by her twice since then, but Renee fulfilled my wishes as her number one fan while still keeping boundaries. Yeah. She followed me on TikTok, too, but at that point I was also an adult. Um, the entire TikTok platform was convinced that Renee's account was a fan account because it was private. No, that was three of us. Well, Yeah. Yeah, and so I followed first, I think, and I got accepted first, and I was like, guys, it's really her. Yeah, and then she followed me, and I lost it. And then she followed me, and at that time, my username was Spicy Lizard Dyke. Uh, whose problem is that? Yours. No wonder she never liked any of my things. (laughs) But yeah, and then, um, what, so Nellie and I went to New York, 
last summer, um, summer 2022. And I, I was so panicked because I almost missed getting to the airport on time that I didn't realize oh, it, about the Renee yeah that I didn't realize that it was Renee Elise Goldsberry who I was sitting with and talking to until she said something super or until I thought about something that she said because I but had you my told her about me well kind of didn't say my name but you told her yeah but um I she saw my Hamilton bag and she goes you're a Hamilton fan and I'm like yeah it's kind of why my friend or it's kind of how I met most of my friends and she goes yeah you really did bring a lot of us together huh it was such, or like, it's such a fun thing to work on. And I'm like, I, in my panic brain, I didn't really take it that to mean anything until I got off the train and I was like, wait a damn minute, what the fuck did she say? <laughs> so, um, again, it, it, you know, th- th- this is where it kind of differs from a parasocial relationship. She didn't know me. I, I, like, obviously, after I got off the train, I was like, wait a damn minute. That was, yeah. and, and then she posted a picture of herself at the airport later that night, and I was like, "Oh, on her story," and I was like, "Oh shit, that really was her." But yeah. it, this is where it kind of differs from a parasocial relationship: is she saw somebody I'm in trouble. Jealous. She um, she saw someone in trouble, and helped. Helped. Um, because the machine wasn't taking my my twenty dollar bill to get. Or to reload the um, my metro card. Thank you, Mark. Still think you're a hero for that one. Um, but every time I go to New York City, I go visit Mark, and he's happy to see me. And so, um, yeah. And so he, or not he. She she just saw somebody in trouble and was like, "Let me help you," right? So that's where it wasn't a parasocial relationship. Yeah. And so, um, I think it's time to bring up the Mandy stuff. Oh, I was gonna say a little bit more, sorry. Okay. Well, maybe not the Mandy stuff immediately. I do also have some articles to get through first, so. Okay, I was just gonna talk about Lizzie and Robbie and Matt and Steph and Ash. Your favorites. I was just going to talk about what it's like. So, okay. So, being a fan, not getting noticed by them. That is a true parasocial relationship. Huh? I said that is a true parasocial relationship. Yeah, because, like, in my mind and, like, in your mind, you imagine all these scenarios with them, and then they don't know you exist. So Mm -hmm. that's parasocial relationships in my life. And I, I, I'm super, super sorry, but I do want to get into that a little bit from how it was from my perspective, that parasocial relationship for you from my perspective, because, and I say this with the utmost love and sincerity and concern for your well-being, but it concerned both Emily and, (laughs) yeah, that is what we were thinking. Like we were, and I don't want to make, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But we were talking, like, Emily and I would talk separately and be like, this is really concerning. This parasocial relationship is getting really out of hand. She needs to, like, we were planning frickin', um, like, interventions, like, every other day. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. 
sorry. We lost connection for a minute, and by we, I mean me. Yeah. Um, and so, um, anyway, we, Emily and I were planning, um, like, interventions, like, every other day. Because it, it, it just, it concerned us. And parasocial relationships can spiral into other, or, like, can turn into mental illnesses. And, like, I think... Oh, I love this for me. <laughs> now I'm just finding out about all this. Um, oh, no. I, I, like, at one point, I was so frustrated. And, I again, I say this with the most love and concern for this. you. But I brought it up in therapy one day. Oh, I heard, I've heard about this. Though. And my therapist was like, it seems like she has an attachment disorder. At the height of your Lizzie obsession. Oh, okay, so we're past that now. Yeah, we're past that now. But it was to the point where even my therapist was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that was like, the height of it was probably like 2021, 2022, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. 2022. Now it's Ash. Stop asking me to talk to them in DR for you, please. Okay. Thank you. They unprivated their Instagram. <laughs> I'm really happy. But yeah, so... I'm gonna make another person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> anyway, is there anyone else you had to, or you have to talk about? Um, all I had left was just, like, them, Amy, who, like, all she does is tell me thank you for sharing. Yeah, literally just thanks for sharing, which is like a, that is a good boundary that she has. Is She's not like. It's a good boundary, but I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, when that's all you say, it's like, what the fuck? Can and you. It's every single time I put something Can you, story, can you like, change it up and be like, I appreciate you sharing this, not just thank you. Like, I put some, I might put something on her. Like, some days I'll put stuff on my story wanting to get noticed by her, and then other days I'll just post something on my story, like, about her being one of her stuff, like, just reposting it, and then she'll just be like, thanks for sharing, I'm like, I wasn't even trying to get noticed by you. <laughs> I I felt that. But I love Amy. Yeah. So, Amy, Amy's cool. And then I just had, like, back when I did the show, show Sideshow, I, like, DM'd one of the people in it who were who was like in the original cast to tell her that i was in the production she was like oh that's sweet or something like that but yeah and that's that's a good thing to say that when you say that you know yeah all right are we gonna go into talking about my mini material girls or or is that good no that that does not need to be brought up in this reality i will talk about my mini material girl by one them. okay so now yeah, we are going to start talking i'm gonna read um a a bit not all of it obviously but a little bit of the para social relationship wikipedia page um they have a wikipedia page of it now yeah so i've already read you the i've already read the like the um definition so um the term so like this term was coined by Donald Horton. <laughs> Horton, here's a who. Um, <laughs> That's exactly where my mind was. 
the term was coined by Donald Horton and Richard, I can't pronounce Richard's last name. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to try. Uh, in 1956. So this has been a, a term since 1956. So um, a parasocial interaction or relationship is an exposure that garners interested interest in a persona becoming a parasocial relationship. After repeated exposure to the media persona causes the media user to develop illusions of intimacy, friendship, and identification. Positive information learned about the media persona results in increased attraction and the relationship progresses. Relationship, obviously, in quotes. Um, Parasocial relationships are enhanced due to trust and self-disclosure provided by the media persona. And media users are loyal and feel directly connected to the persona as much as they are connected to their close friends by observing and interpreting their appearance, gestures, voice, conversations, and and conduct. And media personas have have a significant amount of influence over media users, uh, whether it be positive or negative, informing the way that they perceive certain topics or even their purchasing habits. Yeah, I can speak on that purchasing habit. (laughs) Studies involving What the fuck is that word? Longitude It looks like longitude but then it has Longitudinal? Yeah that Effects of parasocial interactions on children Are still relatively new According to developmental Psychologic Psychologist, Jesus, freaking Christ, psychologist, Jesus, uh, Sandra L. Calvert. Social media introduces additional opportunities for parasocial relationships to intensify because it provides more opportunities for intimate, reciprocal, and frequent interactions between the user and persona. Okay, I just think I'm being called out. <laughs> Same. But, so, because of social media... Um, parasocial relationships can be semi-reciprocal at this point. Um, and these virtual interactions may involve commenting, following, liking, or direct messaging. So, talking with our favorite actors can still be considered parasocial because it's just online. Yeah. So the consistency uh, in which the persona appears could also lead to a more intimate perception in the eyes of the user because of that. So social media has affected how parasocial relationships work. Which is, so that's what I wanted to read from the Wikipedia. Um, And then there's like another one. um, And so I want to read what counts as parasocial relationships. A parasocial relationship happens, so we already know when that, or that. But it's the way that you feel in this relationship can be very similar to how you'd feel in a real life relationship. That is what causes. That's that's what it causes. Um, and parasocial relationships uh, can actually feel like real breakups. Like a parasocial rela- or breakup. And yeah, I know some friends who've done who've gone with that. Me that. with Mandy, for one. And someone else right now. I don't feel like like exposing it. Yeah. Know. That's not as bad as Mandy. So, 
like I said, I didn't actually read this paragraph, but the fact that you won't be able to enjoy the company, the companies in quotes, of this person any longer may be as painful as a real life breakup. You may miss them intensely and grieve the end of your time together just like you would with an actual partner. Oh, that's calling some people out right now. That's calling me out. Big time. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. And so, another thing, so that's the last bit I wanted to read from that, but there is another thing that I wanted to bring up. And I looked up how or if it can affect people with BPD because I have BPD, borderline personality disorder. And this was written by Ashley Nestler, MSW, uh, from uh, a border. So this is a social work. So this is a borderline personality disorder specialist. Uh, I'm not going to say where she works. Uh, is it what I'm thinking it is? I, I just pulled this off the internet. Is it Stanford? No. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah. So, the question was, do people with BPD form parasocial relationships? And this yes. was her response. Yes, absolutely. Those of us with borderline personality disorder, BPD, create connections, which often may be one-sided, fairly quickly. Personally, I have experienced deep connections to author or actors, authors, etc., whom I have never met. That sounds like you. No fucking shit. Um, or, but feel deeply connected to. This is often because we experience such intense emotions, because we struggle to regulate our emotions, first of all. Um, that we feel a connection to someone in a short matter of time because we may mistake strong feelings of infatuation as love. However, because we do make these qu- or these connections quickly and frequently, our favorite person can change from one day to the next. Which I... That, that sounds like me. I agree with this 100%. Um, and I can speak on this, the BPD topic personally because i have it and this is exactly how it is we have such strong emotions because we can't regulate them and or we i mean we can work on regulating them but it's very difficult for us and Uh, this is starting to sound like me um yeah but you don't have bpd so shut up i know (laughs) but it's kind of concerning because this is sounding like me you have to have a lot of the symptoms in order to have BPD, and I have, like, all of them, so... Okay. Yeah. No, seriously, I have, like, all of the symptoms of BPD. It's not fair. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, um, it's, it's definitely a difficult, like... Because, like, our emotions are so hard to regulate that... And we go from zero to 100 real quick. So if we have an infatuation, most of the time we're like, oh my god, I am so in love. And it's it's not good, <laughs> first of all. Um, unless you're like me and you're just like, you know what? I have such bad anxiety. Screw whether or not I think I'm in love with you. I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> Fair. But, um, yeah. So... I think the last person we have to talk about um, 
is Mandy. She has to be brought up. Um, and as as I said before, like should we give some trigger warnings? Yes, uh, because I'm about to read some DMs. Um, and a trigger I warning. This so much. So, th- I I I have not looked at these in a couple years now. I think the last time I actually. Are you gonna be okay? I think I will be. You don't be. have to do this. I think I'll be okay. Um, this I might start your, crying. This is your own free will. You don't have to talk about your past trauma if you don't want to. But, um, I, so, again, as I was, as I stated earlier, like, because of the internet and because of social media, parasocial relationships, you can have conversations with the people that you are in a, you have a parasocial relationship with, and they still don't know you. Yeah. Also, Noah, um, it, at any time you need to tap out and just stop reading and yes, just stop it. Yes, I am well aware. So I think the last time I actually looked at these was like 2021. And I'm going to try to find that article after I read this, though, because she did mention this conversation in an article. So yeah. I'm also not going to say my dead name. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to say who sent each message, so I'll be like, me, and then, you know. So, me, Mandy. I know Becky messaged you yesterday, worried about me and about the fact that I got blocked. Oh, I remember that. I had run off, but it was because I didn't want to let out my frustration and hurt on my family or hurt myself. I at least owe you that explanation. What? I remember this exact day. Yep. Uh I at least owe you that explanation. Thank you for unblocking me and following me. Also, could you maybe follow Becky? Becky asked if yeah, I could ask her that. That was a bad idea. Yeah, it was. XO, dead name. Mandy. Of course, there was a total confusion and I'm sorry you were blocked. If it ever happens again, try reaching me on another platform. <laughs> <laughs> she blocked me on there too. <laughs> Thank you for- Oh, wait, no. My hashtag fearless squad means everything, and you're the wrong your. Your safety is a priority. First of all, the fearless squad doesn't mean jack shit to her. Um, And she's trying to replace us all. Yeah. And then me. Oh. And then me. I had totally thought I'd done something wrong and was blaming myself, and my cousin had messaged you and said some things after I told her not to. Yeah, so Olivia reached out to her and called her, like, she called, she, uh, a trigger warning for the language. She called her a, a fucking cunt. Could you do that again? <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> I know that I should have just stayed calm, but my mind takes me to the worst scenarios, so I ran off. That's the BPD right there. Um, Gotta love when our mind takes us to the worst scenarios. But I did get home safely and spoke with my parents. Thank you for saying this, too. You're a huge inspiration to me and my idol, so it means the world that you replied and let me know what happened. XO, dead name. See, I kept putting XO thinking it was going to be the end of it. it. It wasn't. It was not. So, and then... Also, sorry, but this something came up on my Instagram page, and I was like, oh, this is the definition of parasocial relationships. That vegan teacher with her comments. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, and then, so, Mandy, dead name. I say this from the bottom of my heart. Please let your family know what's been going on. The most fearless thing you can do is ask for help. Remember that for when I look up that article, okay? To everybody listening, keep the most fearless thing you can do is ask for help in the back of your mind because it's important. So the fearless squad needs you and you can help other squad members going through the same thing, but you need real help, please, for all of us. I was very depressed at the time. Nellie can attest to that. But yeah, and me. Okay, the thing is, I just, or I really just don't want them to treat me differently, but okay. Mandy, please, I'm saying this as your FSM. Do we remember what that means, friends? Fearless squad mom. (laughs) The fearless squad mom. You need help and you deserve to feel your best. You got this. I believe in you. Me, I'll tell them even though, or even if they may treat me differently. I am scared to tell them. I've been putting on a big show for them, making myself seem happy and fine. But you're right. I should come clean, tell them how I feel. I didn't even get to the, or when talking to my parents after this, I didn't even get to the part where I was self hurt self-harming like i didn't even get to that part before my mom yelled at me and said i was fine and then so i came back and i was like um so i came back and i said i just tried to talk to my mom and she started pointing out all of the flaws in my statement this is another reason i haven't told them how i feel like i was oversharing with this bitch and she was just letting me doesn't do that anymore. No, she does not. Me. Are you guys stage dooring her? Blocked. Block. Like, you didn't even do anything wrong. You're just asking her if she was going to stage door. Yeah. And then, Mandy, if not, you need to tell your therapist at school that you need help. Me. I don't have a school therapist anymore. I go to a school for adults and teens who haven't finished high school. And then, of course, me being me, why are you being so nice to me? Because, like, I was like, I'm questioning this right now. (laughs) And she goes, I care. In what world? <laughs> so. And then she continues, they should have a school therapist there. Check with the office. Yep, me. They don't. I've been there for over a full semester. I know. And then Mandy goes, okay, then speak with your parents. I must go now. And I go, I did. They yelled at me. Like, I already told you that. Uh Uh-oh. Again, we lost connection for a second. So, she goes, okay, then speak with your parents. I must go now. And I go, I did. They yelled at me. And she goes, I must go. I must go. So I said, okay, bye. Like, you didn't have to respond. Um... And she goes, sweetheart, you just need help. You need to find it. Ask someone in your community. Are you, are you there? Um, yeah. Okay. A teacher, police, nurse, please. Also, thank you for your letter and drawing. It's beautiful. Remember, it gets better. Please get help. And I'm not going to read the rest of it because it was just stupid. But, Aww. Yeah. So now I'm going to look for that article. Um, I'm going to pause this real quick just because Nellie's glitched out big time. 
Okay, she, she she's back now. Yeah, I have to go to dinner in an hour, so let's... So yeah, we go. gotta hurry up. So do you remember the name of that article? Because I don't. No, it's no, it was about the girls Club. Mandy Gonzalez, Fearless Squad. That article came out in 2021, right? Pretty sure. Um. Okay. I'm just going to look up Mandy 2021 or Mandy Gonzalez 2021 and see if I can find the article. And Nellie's frozen again. So I'm going to pause until I find the article or until she comes back. You, you keep talking. I'm going to look for the thing. you want to talk about our parasocial relationships? Give me a second, because I'm trying to find that article. Okay. Um. Do you remember who the article was by? No. I just remember she talked about you and didn't give you credit. Yeah. Um. Because uh, th- I'm pretty sure you brought it you, you brought it to my attention I'm pretty sure No I think you found it No oh no She put it on her story Oh yeah Um. Maybe if I look up The most fearless thing you can do is ask for help Can, can you keep talking because I'm distracted yeah what do you want me to talk about just keep keep on the topic okay so um so I I read this article right for, for my school's humor magazine about Colleen if y'all don't know about Colleen I'm surprised you don't know about it by now but basically She's the biggest parasocial relationship because she used parasocial relationships to try to exploit children, primarily Adam McIntyre, another girl named Becky, Oliver, and Johnny Sylvester. But I don't really think about Johnny Sylvester now because stuff's happening. Anyways. Okay, I think I found it. Okay, I think I found it. So I'm going to read the entire article, I think. Because I don't know exactly where it is. But I, yeah. I, in the description it says, Sometimes I just have to say the most fearless thing you can do is ask for help. So that's how I know it's this article. Yeah. So this was... I don't know when this was. 
But, um... Oh! This is an older article. Oh. I she she just posted about it in 2021, but this was published a month after she less than a month after she told me. Oh. So it was for sure about me. Yeah. Actress and singer Mandy Gonzalez's voice is spectacular. Like it just starts off at that. I was fortunate enough to jump on the phone with her one recent Thursday or Thursday afternoon as she got ready for her performance in Hamilton on Broadway. She's no it's longer in the show. Or in which she plays Angelica Schuyler. Before our call, we before our call, we met at her CD signing at Barnes and Noble in New York City's Upper East Side. Oh Mandy- yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Mandy Gonzalez epitomizes the work or the working actor, one who has embraced the unpredictable business she's built her life around. You know what? Fuck her though. <laughs> exactly. Wait, that just gives the um, it's giving the end of talk gossip train where she's like you know what fuck me right so um she's worked actively in television and film and has replaced others in theater replaced others in theater that's the wording you chose (laughs) maybe you know her as alphabet in wicked perhaps you've seen her in tv's madam secretary or quantico it doesn't even mention that she now yeah, adds record- <laughs> She now adds recording artists to her resume. Yeah. With the release of her debut album, Fearless. You know what's funny? What? The Fearless squad was centered around her music, and then it got re-centered around her book. Yep. Just fuck music now, right? Like <laughs> Okay, now we're just quoting Colleen. <laughs> I didn't even mean to Alright. Gonzalez is a great interviewee. Is that even a word? <laughs> that's that's what it, that's what's written. But um, she's warm, open, and doesn't mince words. I first learned about Gonzalez in two thousand and eight after listening to the cast recording of Lin Manuel Miranda's *In the Heights*, in which she originated the role of Nina, the college dropout everyone had such high hopes for. Before then, I had only seen a broadcast of Legally Blonde the Musical in my childhood home in Puerto Rico. They, or There were, still are, few Latinx leading ladies on Broadway, so discovering one had a, la- or had a last name I identified with spoke to my soul. When I share this story, Gonzalez seems genuinely touched. She shares that when she started out, she was encouraged to change her name to something less ethnically diverse, to avoid being typecast. It's no surprise, then, when she mentions a bad review she got for her Broadway debut. Having her talent and appearance scrutinized hurt, but she used it as motivation to pave the way for Latinx women entering the business. And so, I again, I don't know exactly where this part is. I just saw it in the, like, like description of the article, so, like, I know it's this one. But, so we're just reading the whole thing. And this is painting her in such a positive light when her personality is just garbage. Um, I've been told so many different things, like my skin is too light, I don't sound this way, I don't sound that way, my skin isn't dark enough. You have to find a way to be fearless and find the strength in yourself to find the things that you like about yourself first, before you go out to look for approval in this business, because it's brutal, she says. 
I'm sorry, this might be a little rude, but can we just skip to the part about you? I'm trying to find it, but I'm just reading the whole thing because I don't exactly know where it is. But okay. yeah, I just I'm also, so I also I want to say that this article is talking a lot about race. And I want to say that I don't hate her because of her race. I hate her because her personality is just a pile of hot garbage. And the way she's treated you. Yeah, exactly. But making an album was something I always wanted to do. It wasn't until I or I kind of put myself out there that it started to happen. It became a way for me to create between the time of Wicked, 2010, and now. I've been busy. Through Hamilton, I was just building all these things. I was teaching, I was doing public speaking, and Hamilton happened. It allowed for me or for things that I've been working very hard on to come to the forefront. One of the things I've always wanted to do was make an album for my squad, says Gonzalez. So we're getting close. Not the squad. <clears throat> 2017 created... Or no. Um, what? Anyway. I th- I th- Something got lost here, but oh well. In 2017, she, or she created the Fearless Squad in t- 2017. Um... Oh, no, I get it now. Okay, okay, sorry, my brain lagged there. 2017 created a need for safe spaces on social media to offset the divisiveness and racism the current administration promotes. As a response, Gonzalez launched the Fearless Squad, an initiative to amplify stories of those who haven't seen themselves represented and support individuals who feel swallowed by er, by information overload. You know... That's what the Fearless Squad was for? Apparently. It's kind of sad that I still remember the squad rules. So, there's an acronym for it. Help. Not help. Not help. Help others when they fall. Embrace differences. Look for the good. good. Dream big. Barf. Um, (laughs) This movement started when she posted a photo of her and her castmates using the hashtag on her social media accounts, inviting followers to do the same. With her extremely dedicated fan base in mind, Gonzalez collaborated with Jennifer Nettles and Lin-Manuel Miranda, as well as Broadway composer Tom Kitt, if then next to normal. Oh, I love next to normal, sorry. And producer lyricist Bill Sherman on an uplifting album that plays or that pays tribute to her heritage. While on vacation from filming Mary Poppins Returns, Miranda asked what Fearless meant to Gonzalez, and she shared her parents' love story. I'm I, I'm I'm just reading this until we get to the part. Do you want to give me the article? I'll find it. Huh? Can you send me the article? I'll find. I'll pull it up. It. it find the part. It's fine. Um. Because it's it was bunched in with the Fearless stuff, so. We're close. My father is Mexican-American. My mom is Jewish-American. They met as pen pals during the Vietnam War. My father grew up as a migrant and didn't learn English until he was seven. My mom grew up in the Valley of California, living a pretty comfortable existence, definitely not the kind that my father lived. When my father was done with his service, he showed up on on my mom's doorstep and she fell in love with him. Then she had to decide whether she was going to be with him because her parents said absolutely not and she decided to go with her heart. I told Lynn that story and within a week or two he wrote the song Fearless for me. Aww. It's sweet, but then you remember her personality. Yes. On it, or on I love that part of Fearless and then I remember Hot garbage. 
On including the popular 50s song, Que Sera Sera, Gonzalez reminisces about growing up in California, where her grandmother looked after her while her parents were at work. She would often sing this song to Gonzalez. I put that on my album because it's at the root of who I am. It's, it's a very personal album, and I'm very, very proud of it, she says. The Latinx... And then she re- released the B-sides. <laughs> and it's... The album worse. <laughs> The Latinx and Broadway communities have found a home in Gonzalez's social media feeds. Not anymore. Um, but the hashtag Fearless Squad is open to anyone who is willing to follow the rules, help each other when we fall, embrace differences, look for the good, and dream big. See, we fucking told you. Also, so it's impossible to always look for the good, right? Always. It's. The, the thing is, is that the rules are all super positive, and it's impossible to be positive 24-7, because in order to do that, you have to push down every other emotion that exists, and that is not healthy. And one of the reasons that I left is because I was doing that to myself to appease the rules, and I could not do no, that anymore. I don't feel like Except for everybody who was telling me that um, I wasn't a real fan because I ended up in the mental hospital. And what did Mandy do? Nothing. What? I said that's not okay. It's really not. It was not... Like, that's not okay. So, to continue. Oh, I found it. I found the part. Finally. The hashtag Fearless Squad proposes much more than just a collection of inspiring photographs. Gonzalez has become an advocate for social media to become more encouraging and inclusive. Some people, me, have reached out to me saying that they're going through a lot. Some girls, me, are cutting themselves. And some girls have eating disorders. Older women and mothers have shared their struggles too. Sometimes, so... I am the only one who has come forward and said that she said this to me. So that, and I have the DMs. Like, I saved all the DMs. Like, I sent screenshots of the DMs to Nelly years ago. Remember when Becky said, tried to say that she said that to her on Wattpad once? No, she didn't say that. What she did is she said that she didn't know how or why Mandy followed her. It was me. Um, anyway, um, sometimes I just have to say the most fearless thing you can do is ask for help. I am the only person that has ever said that she has said that to them. The only way it came out was that I put it in my Instagram bio and everybody, like all of my followers were taking it and putting it in their bios. That is how that quote got out there the first time. Because I had like five separate or separate people come up to me and be like, oh my God, where'd you get that quote? Where did you get that quote? It's beautiful. And I'm like, oh, Mandy. And they're like, oh my God, Mandy said that? And put it in their bios. So, like, I'm the one that actually took it out of DMs and put it out there. He still follows her? Who? Yeah, he still follows Becky. Yeah, of course she fucking does. Okay, but to continue. I try to give them the numbers that they need to call if they really need help. She says, um, no, in my case, she literally called for me. 
Like, thank you for making sure I don't kill myself, but... Thank you for... I'm happy she saved your life, but other than that, she took yeah. a lot of that. And then, squad members who have had similar experiences often share insight and resources as a way of support. Building yourself up means different things. It's really beautiful because you never know who you're going to affect. And that's all I'm going to read because I found the part. But yeah, so I found the article. And I am the only person who has ever stated that she has said that to them. The only person who has ever stated that she said that directly to them is me. Nobody else has admitted that. No one. Yeah. She told Becky, breathe, smile, breathe again. But she told me the most fearless thing you can do is ask for help. Ask for help. But I am the one that put it out there first, which is probably why she felt comfortable putting it out there. Because I had already put it out there. So. And she put it out there, because this happened, um, I'm pretty sure it happened, uh, Feb wasn't it February 27th? It was February 20-something. No, 22nd. February 22nd. And this article came out March 13th, 2018. So less than a month later. Also, we gotta wrap it up soon, because I have to head over. So, yeah. Okay. So, basically, Mandy did all that, said all that, and then turned into a pile of hot garbage. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Basically what I'm saying is parasocial relationships sometimes can turn into a pile of... Honestly, Mandy should also hop on the toxic gossip train along with uh, Colleen Ballinger. Oh my gosh, you should. That'd be perfect for that. That I think that's what we're going to leave it on. Um, Mandy Gonzalez can hop on the parasocial toxic gossip train right alongside Colleen Ballinger um, because she she made me feel like I could trust her just to turn around and block me because I asked she the first time she blocked me she's blocked me a total of three times um, the first time was an accident the second time was when I was in the mental hospital that she got me sent to <laughs> and the third time oh my gosh what? Mandy's following Colleen. <laughs> oh no! Well, you have it there, ladies and gentlemen. She's taking one for the, from her book. But, um, okay. So, back to what I was saying to wrap it up, though. Um, so she's blocked me three times. The first time was an accident. The second time was right after she called to get me sent to the fucking mental hospital. And then she unblocked me. And then I got logged out of that account. And then, and I couldn't, I didn't remember the password, so I, I just couldn't get back in. But then the third time was because I asked if she could fucking stage door. So, basically, she's like, yeah, I'll save your life, but then I never want to hear from you again. And then she unblocked me. So, she, she kind of, she kind of, like, manipulated the situation. So... Yeah. Basically, what this episode is saying, be careful who you form parasocial relationships with. 
Um, be careful talking about your favorite actors. Be, be careful talking to your favorite actors because sometimes they just prove to be pi or hot piles of garbage. Um, and again, I want to make it very, very, very clear that the, the, the Mandy Gonzalez thing is not racially motivated. It is personality based. And we're not saying it's as worse as Colleen or worse than what yeah we are not we are not trying to claim that mandy is as bad or worse than colleen she's not but nearly as bad but um yeah she's definitely proved that she's she's not someone i want to be a fan of so uh just be careful who you become a fan of because and who you form parasocial relationships with because sometimes it just proves to be not a fun experience. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we gave you guys a lot of good info, proved that we did our research, um, or at least I proved that with, I was at Ross with the help of um, Emily. But, um, yeah. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and we will be back next week. All right. Bye, guys. Love you. I used to run, camp in the backyard, play in the sun. We couldn't wait to grow up when we were young. All of the crazy things we thought we'd become We were so young Before mom and dad went brave Before my friends moved away I never thought I'd feel this way But I do